I worked it. I worked a day I don't normally work, so my brain is kind of mush. In a job you haven't done in. Well, I mean, yes, yes, we're during the middle of a pandemic. But yeah, but I mean, I saw, you spent most of your time doing chicken science. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God helped those who stood in the way of Progress and the USA. USA. All right, now that I'm full of sushi, Cheetos, and beef and Gatorade. In that order. All right, welcome back to How the West Was Fun. Off like a herd of turtles. <laughs> oh, the West was fucked. So, uh, I don't know. Today, uh, Tony, what do you know about Granville Stewart? What's what's this person's <laughs> first name? What? Granville. Granville. Yeah, he's named after a fucking town. Well, it's like um, sounds like you'd be a guy that like you know pepper pepperidge farmer members kind of like <laughs> or like were there's original kind of competitor but i remember granville yeah. stewart granville stewart's not off for 32 years ago granville stewart's pruned cookies <gasps> wait a second wait a second wait a second is this this uh la, 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 la. no it's not quantrell's raiders it's not ashley's 100 it's uh the Stuart stranglers yes yes, yes. fucking sick so that's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We've been mentioning this off and on since season one for yeah. sure. Yeah. But today is finally the day we examined it at length. I don't know at what length that Will has gone to. Oh, I know where I went to. A lot of length and girth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking hey. Now I finally get to throw in that. Uh, 1801. Granville gold. Stewart's grandfather conceived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I get to throw in the uh, some song by the Stranglers. It's probably going to be Golden Brown because that's what they use in everything. Oh, that song always kind of creeped me out, and I never knew why. Because it's about heroin. Yeah. Um, I also wear a lot of songs. Fuck it. I'll throw something else in. Let's get uh, Will kicking with the Comic Sans. And lovely NPR voice. Did Granville Stewart know where he was born? It's either Wood County or Harrison County in what is now West Virginia. God, I was going to say, this sounds like a fucking clickbait YouTube video. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Answers always no. Is the earth flat? Are we living in a giant fishbowl? The answer is always no. (laughs) Oh, damn. How does ivermectin help you? No. Uh, his great 
grandfather came over from Scotland or Ireland in 1775. <laughs> That's but he was definitely right. Scottish because he hated the Irish. Oh, okay. Well, everybody. I mean, I'm Irish and I sometimes hate the Irish. So, Granville left a memoir and took meticulous records throughout his life. Uh, so that's where we get all this information. Yeah, mostly. these meticulous records that apparently prove nothing and are <laughs> <laughs> you know, completely vague and it's his contradictory. We're just questions, open questions. I was born a young boy, possibly a young girl, possibly <laughs> a cow. Man. I was born yeah. an old man. I was born a farm implement. Yeah. So from West Virginia, he went to Illinois, then on to Iowa where he grew up. Which actually, yesterday we got treated some West Virginia cuisine from our, oh, yeah, from our friend from West Virginia. Edie brought us some pepperoni rolls. That's some shit, dude. They are. Is it really a, a, a local? Yeah, it's just like a fucking... Dude shows di- up with a, a piece of pepperoni and beats you over the head with it a bunch of no, times. You get a, rolled by a fucking dude with pepperoni. It's kind of like, wow. like how caramel rolls only exist between like Bismarck and Belfield. Yeah, it's, it's like, like caramel roll full of pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Without, like, without with, all the sweet stuff. Yeah. There's no well. There's a little smattering of cheese on the outside, but there's no sauce. And there's it's you know because at first it sounds like it'd be a hot pocket kind of ordeal or a calzone kind of thing. It ain't that. It's just a dinner bun full of pepperoni with yep. a little bit of cheese on it, and they're fucking delightful. Yep, that was what my mom was gonna name me, but then she switched it to Tony. Wow. Dinner bun full of pepperoni mm-hmm. rolls off the tongue. <laughs> All right. So uh, I was open because uh, of the recent war with the Sac and Fox Indians. It's pronounced Saw, I think. No, but Sac is more fun to say, though. Yeah. Saw is kind of awesome, though. <laughs> but he learned his three R's, which, of course, is reading, reading writing, and arithmetic. arithmetic. Yep. yep. What? <laughs> well, it's the 1800s, so there's actually like five. It'd be R, W, and A, wouldn't it? It's reading. No. Well, and plus, and one plus <laughs> the writing is W, so. No. It's reading, apostrophe, writing, arithmetic. Writing. Uh-huh. But in the 1800s, you also had like riding, roping, wrangling, raping. <laughs> Robbing. Ra- ravaging, like, keep going. Uh, robbing. Robbing, yep. yeah. Um, Rheumatism. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he took up collecting books. Couldn't read them, but he had them. Yeah. Well, and there were like seventeen of them at the time, right. worldwide. So I have look at my collection of many books. I have over five books. Yeah, all of which are about Buffalo Bill. <laughs> uh, in school, he met uh, Erastus Yeager, who was eleven at the time. 21 years later, uh, with the Montana vigilantes, they hanged him for being a road agent. No. It wasn't until after that he found out it was his long-lost school bud. Oh, what? Oh, that poor guy. First of all, when your name is, what, Erastus? Mm -hmm. Jaeger, you're never 11. You're 80 from the time that they give you that name. (laughs) Granville loved guns and hated God. I mean, now I'm endeared. Like, that's, this guy sounds awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait for it. You won't be so much. His father was a Jacksonian Democrat, oh. and Granville was an ardent Democrat for his life. Once again, you know, you got to remember, Jacksonian has connotations. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Democrat doesn't mean now what it did then. So, yeah. Uh, Granville went to school until 1846. Oh, I'm so proud of him. Mm-hmm. So he was born in 34, so... 
Well, I can't do the math there. I didn't, oh, that's like I uh, didn't go to that much school. What, like seventh grade, something like that. Yeah, because I'm too lazy to actually. Not even that. That's there. like he's he was like ten, a twelve, or whatever when he left. Well, he was going to school with an eighty year old Erasmus. So. <laughs> he didn't need school. He had this all this knowledge imparted to him by Erasmus well, was, or whatever. The fuck he was, was reading, writing, roping, and wrangling. So <laughs> don't forget raping. You said rape twice. I like rape. Uh, spring 1849, his father leaves for the gold fields of California. As did many a person. And he leaves his children at home. Shocking. Uh, he was conned into taking Lassen's Cutoff, also known as the death route. Good. But still arrived in Sacramento safely. Uh, his father mined some of the time and hunted and sold game at a good price. He took the steamship back through Nicaragua and arrived back home in the winter of 1851. We had a weird history teacher. In yeah, sounds like it. But history, all history teachers are fucking weird. Well, I mean, look at Will. True, but I mean, this guy, like, there was a grid drawn out of the floor of his classroom with, like, tape. It was tape or Sharpie. I can't remember. But if your desk was not sitting on the grid, he would come physically pick it up and move it so it aligned properly. He had a small degree of OCD, just 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 a touch. <laughs> Didn't he live in the basement of David's with his brother? Yeah, something like that. And I mean, I know he was a, I think he was a Navy vet. That's where he knew about Manawa Niarawa. He had a piece of petrified wood on his desk. And people would fuck with him by when he was out of the room, move it to the other side, immediately come in the room, sense evil had been afoot, and put it exactly back where it goes. Like, just a small touch of OCD. Holy shit. All right. Which, not trying to make fun of anybody with OCD. Sure, sure. But I guess that was probably the first time I'd run afoul of anybody with it, at least to that degree. And it was weird. Excellent. Anyway, Manoa Niwarawa. Don't give high school kids any ammunition to make fun of you. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. So he's back in 1851, so he wants to go back to California, but he wants to take at least one of his sons. Uh, Granville's dad asked his older brother James to go, but James insisted on taking Granville's will. So they leave behind mom and three other siblings. In 1852, 50,000 people took the Oregon Trail. Compared to 1849, which was 25,000. You died of dysentery. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, and then in the in the late 1980s, like, tons of people took the Oregon Trail. Taking it several times myself. Me too. Mm -hmm. And died of cholera, mm -hmm. which 9 out of 10 people did. Yeah. And 10,000 people died from 1840 to 1860. But it was crowded with strewn debris. Got to remember that, like old pianos and I stuff know. like oh, that. Oh, just garbage everywhere? Mm -hmm. God damn it. Was, Fuck you. I was looking for some of that last time we went down along the fucking snake. Looking for pianos? Just anything. But uh, the Stuarts picked up a dog that was abandoned by a cholera victim, and they called him Watch. Abandoned by the cholera victim? Or like <laughs> dog standing by the corpse of a cholera victim? Something like that. <laughs> But the, the Stuarts did not get cholera. They, they made it. Lucky them. Mm -hmm. uh, after Salt Lake City, Granville suffered from mountain fever and had to ride on the back of the wagon what for the, the rest of the trip. What the fuck is mountain fever? Uh, either they get it from a tick bite or they called it... Oh, uh, like Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever? Yeah. Yeah. Colorado Mountain Fever. Okay. Yeah. I was always warned about that from the ticks. Like, you know, growing up, we had... 
the two things to worry about is spotted fever and then uh, the fucking plague that you get from the prairie dogs. Uh, this time they go through Beckworth Pass and they meet Jim Beckworth. Whoa. Wow, he's like standing there like repping his own pass. Mm-hmm. That's like a video game. He's just standing Hi, there folks. waiting for you to walk up. Yeah. Hi, folks. <laughs> Welcome to my pass. Welcome to my pass. He's a, a mechanical man. Welcome to my pass. <laughs> Welcome to my pass. I'm Jim Beckworth. You may remember me from such trails as... Oregon. He had a ranch at the east end of the trail, but they found out their wagons can cross the mountain trail, so they had to abandon their wagons. Well, he wasn't busy hanging out with the the, crow? The crow. Not at this time, I guess. Not in the 1850s. Fucking multitasking. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Granville has to ride on a horse, and he's afraid that he might fall off. Mm Hmm. Because he's still sick. Oh, so I thought because he is unfamiliar with horseback riding <laughs> for some reason, somehow. What's a horse? So I crawl into this thing? And, it's or, not a tauntaun. Yeah. Tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Uh, Granville and his brother went to work in the gold fields without their father. No explanation why. They partnered with uh, Fountain J. Sweeney. Who was 19 and Wyatt Smith, 18, who knew something of mining gold. And then they moved to a place <laughs> named Dogtown. Like, like. Lords of Dogtown? You, uh, you exactly. Skate, they're exactly. skateboarding for they're, the rest of their like lives. Pool, pool skating and yeah. shit. <laughs> Fuck, uh, California's old. <laughs> yep. Granville hunted squirrels and made money pouches out of them. Mm. Bet I know what part. Mm-hmm. You ever seen the testicles on a squirrel? They're oh, pretty yeah. big. There's I've some, seen, I've seen some one re- get caught in a bird feeder and is hanging upside down yeah, by his nuts. There, yeah. there's, there's some real estate in a squirrel scrotum. <laughs> that's, all right, that's the next fucking shirt we got to put out. There's some real estate in a squirrel scrotum. Uh, watch the dog, the watchdog, saved Granville's life, warning him of a mountain lion, which he shot and killed. Nine foot three from nose to tail. Oh, sure. Bold. Well, actually, with the t- nose to tail, actually, then that's not that very big of a No, dog probably line. not. It's pretty impressive with the dog shot. Also, shot it just occurred to me, too, that you know who else named their dog Watch? Who? The boxcar children. They literally shaved it in the side of their fucking little dog. Do you, what? Do you remember the boxcar Like the books? Children? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I, don't no. remember, I don't remember the fact that they had a dog named they Watch. Had, yeah, they did. I bet <laughs> the author... Knew about Granville Stewart's dog, or it's just a lot of coincidence. Probably the latter. Coincidence? <laughs> uh, the brothers mine without much luck. Uh, summer 1853, Dad uh, goes back to Iowa, moves his family to Cedar Falls. He hadn't even been there the whole time. They've been doing all the mining. Yeah. Uh, he separated from his wife later and died in 1861. Mom dies in 1867. 18 months after Granville returned to Iowa since leaving in 1852, so Granville never got to see his father again. Well, guess what else he didn't get to see? What? Civil fucking war. <laughs> That's why he's hanging out in Montana at the time. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in California, Granville walked into a gambling hall and recognized a traveling preacher from Iowa. He remembered being scared of his fire and brimstone speeches. So he shot him in the neck. Now he saw him gambling and pe- playing pharaoh. So he realized the preacher didn't believe in the fire and brimstone, so neither should he. That's pretty good. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah that, astu- that makes sense. Astute observation, yeah, dip, totally. dipshit. <laughs> like, okay. Wait a second, wait a second. Hold on. God's not real. You're gambling. 
Amazing. Totally redeem yourself. <laughs> Uh, his dad, Robert, might have been drunk and abusive at that time, so Granville abstained from drink at the mining camps and avoided tobacco, too. That must have been easy to do in the mining camps. Mm-hmm. And he claimed not to care for poker, so just seems like he's uh, fun to hang out with. <laughs> hey, man, you want to look at my seven books? Uh, along with him uh, came Reese Anderson from back home. So the, the brothers and Reese moved up the Uber River. Companies controlled the flow of water, so you had to pay to work your claim, which is always fun. Oh, super. Hey, mine some gold that you'll eventually sell to us. And then, you know, if you want to do that, buy some water from us first. Okay, Mr. Nestle. Yeah, no shit. So soon the three went to work for the company because they didn't have any money. Well. And sold their claim to the company. And they're, now they're working for wages. Well, soon all restaurants will be Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then the party moved to Wairika on the border with Oregon to try some hydraulic mining. So is there like 26 Rikas out there? There's like a Eureka, a Yreka, an Mreka, T-Rika, mm-hmm. S-Rika. Shit-Rika. It's all named after an old Bill Rika. <laughs> Just needed to alphabetize the different <laughs> Rikas. What about Diarika? Diarika. That was a fucking Actually, we, we should look up why Yreka is Yreka, but... I'm not going to do that right now. I will. Uh, the one time I was there, there was a statue of a gold panner with a big old bushy beard. And right next to it was a homeless guy with a big brushy beard. So I'm like, which one do I give money to? They both had a pan out. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, They had no luck there, but later James went to with a group to prospect south of Mount Shasta, which he'll be doing quite a bit. Mid-June, they joined an expedition to go up the Klamath River. They were attacked by Shasta and Klamath Indians. Then they retreated back to Wairika. Uh, the natives fled up the Rogue River. They joined with Modoc and angry Rogue River Indians. Shocking. So this began the Second Rogue River Indian War. The second? I guess so. What was the first one? It was probably before that. Well, where does it fall in <laughs> Between, like, the Modoc War. Modoc War was 1870s. And this is still 1850s. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, this comes off of uh, the Wikipedia page for Wairika, California. The name comes from Shasta language. Uh, Waika, I believe is how it's actually pronounced. Uh, For which Mount Shasta is named, the word means North Mountain or White Mountain. Wow. Yeah. Now I want to find out about Eureka. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Probably just the... A misspelling of... Tahoma and Tacoma. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, two of the Indians who fired shot at the expedition turned up in Wairika. They refused to talk, but that didn't stop their arrest uh, and trial and hanging. First of all, like, how the fuck do you know that? If, like, okay, like, hey, these are the guys who shot at us that I'm, I'm assuming we're 100 yards away. I mm-hmm. guess, because it's not like they just strolled up and like... I'm sure they looked familiar, that they weren't white. <laughs> kind of where Basically. I was going with that, yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, those are totally the natives that shot at us, not just random dudes. Okay, yeah. Uh, Granville didn't say if he participated in the executions, but later on he would do similar things. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, his days in Wairika made Granville a hater of certain Indians. 
especially the Modocs, because of the stories he heard about them before oh, they God. arrived. Uh, the yeah. Applegate Trail ran through Modoc country. And like, you know, as a dozen of our listeners know, we've covered the Modocs and the Modoc War. And oh, yeah. I mean, there was some fuckery, but mostly the fuckery was not on the side of the Modocs. No. Uh, they attacked and killed at least 36 honkies passing through, though Granville remembers the number more like 160. Yeah. That well, sounds about right. They were, they were cavalry numbers. Mm-hmm. We took out over 500 warriors, no women and children. And it's like, hmm. August 29th, 1852, Yreka sent out Ben Wright, if you remember him from the Modoc episode. Wow. Eureka is named from a Greek word meaning I have found it. Because Which would be why because uh, because of the gold rush. Huh. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with Yreka. Nope. Nothing. Just a weird fucking coincidence. A weird coincidence. Uh it was the Wyote people lived in Jaru Gigi. Uh, which I'm is sure. a, which is a Wyoming name uh, for it means where you sit and rest. Jarul Gigi, <clears throat> Jarau Gigi, I believe. Oh. Uh, but anyways, that's what Eureka was. That's a good mashup. The, Gigi Allen, exactly. Ja Rule. Ja Rule. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> But yeah, that's where the the natives lived until fucking Whitey kicked their ass and took over because of gold, and, and then called it Eureka. We have found it—a place that's already people have inhabited. Lived. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck. So they send out Ben Wright, if you remember. Uh, he killed between twenty and thirty natives in mid-November. Wright claimed that he wanted to establish peace, so he invited the Modocs to dinner, and then poisoned the turkey. Well, they refused to eat because they worried if it was poisoned. Yeah, no shit. I would Rightly say so. that that's yeah, well-founded uh, suspicion. So Ben Wright was worried that the suspicious natives would attack him. Wright struck first and killed 47 warriors. Oh, my God, dude. <sighs> Every fucking time. And, of course, Wright's men go back to Wairika with scalps for trophies. And I'm sure everybody was a warrior. Mm-hmm. And that's the way Granville describes it. Uh-huh. In heroic terms. But if you remember, Wright was lured to uh, Indian Village on the Rogue River and was killed the night of February 22nd, 1856. Right. Legend had it, and Granville repeated it, that natives cut out his heart and ate it. Well, you know. Granville didn't participate in any of the bloodshed of the Rogue River War, but they did join the militia, but didn't cross into Oregon, though. Instead, they ride to Modoc country, and see if they wanted to fight. Just kind of knock on their door and say, <laughs> "Hey, we'll fight." <laughs> no thanks. No. Uh, they stayed in the area for a month, but they were convinced that they had nothing to do with the Rogue River War. When they got back to uh, Wairika, the war had ended, and Rogue River missed it. Darn. Shucks. Better overcompensate for the rest of your life in some way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the Stuarts and Reese began mining again, but uh, in July 1856, Modocs again attacked a wagon train. James and Reese rushed to enlist, but Granville stayed behind to work the claim. This time, a thousand volunteers went to Thule Lake and hunted down the last one, of course, 
This count doesn't add up because 200 volunteers went up to Modoc country. And this expedition killed one Modoc woman and two volunteers died from arrows. No, no, that's like 500 warriors killed and yeah. at least. And a third was shot by a follow, fellow volunteer. A, a, a guy <laughs> literally saw a guy shoot a fireball out of his hands in that engagement. Mm-hmm. And then they summoned a dragon. That's the way it went down. 500 screaming warriors with Gatling guns versus what? What'd you say, like a thousand volunteers, but I'd say for it was actually 200. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons was the organizer of the volunteers who also served in the Senate, John D. Crosby, he managed to receive $200,000 for the campaign's expenses. That's a lot of fucking money in those days. That's a lot of mules mm-hmm. to get bayoneted. Holy shit. But that was the end of hostilities until 1872-73, and then you can go back and listen the, to that the, episode. The Captain Jack and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Captain Jack. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that song. Oh, fuck. Hey, oh, Captain Jack. I'm going to hit you in the face. <laughs> hey, man, you're the one told me about it. I didn't know this thing existed. Uh, spring of 1857, James and Granville decide to return to Iowa to visit their parents. On the way back, they encounter the Shoshone. They couldn't talk to each other, but in later years, Granville learned the language. Ooh, how and progressive he, of him. Mm-hmm, he produced the first Shoshone English Dictionary. Oh, oh. wow. Holy shit. <clears throat> okay. Like, actually, I'm going I'm, I'm to give him that one. Mm-hmm. It was a cookbook. How to use your Shoshone baby hands. Right. <laughs> On the way back, Granville got mountain fever again. God Jesus damn it. Christ. Uh, this time, they had no you know wagon for him to lay. fever is this shit. That dude from the mountain. <laughs> Tickles your innards. That's right. <laughs> Kills everything in your bloodstream. No, you've seen the old Mountain Dew bottles with the hillbilly on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it tickles your innards. <laughs> Which to me sounds like how Jim Bowie might describe like what he's going to do to you with his knife. Got <laughs> 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 your nose. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tickle your fucking innards. <laughs> Uh, this time he had no wagon to lay in, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. After 10 days, he wasn't any better. So most of the men they were traveling with had left, but James and Reese stayed behind to care for Granville. This is at Malad Creek in, uh, I guess that's Idaho. Uh, he spent seven weeks there, but it might have been too late to go east in fear of the snowstorms. Also, the U.S. Army was on its way marching towards Salt Lake City to start... The, the quote-unquote Mormon, Mormon War. War, yeah, which didn't occur because the U.S. Army got waylaid pretty much by the winter. Mm-hmm. So. Granville said they were treated nicely in Salt Lake City, though. But in his memoirs, he had a Mormon prejudice. Imagine that. Claiming Brigham Young said that the Saints would, quote, lick the U.S. and all the legions of hell that they were helping. I love the term lick. I mean, oh, yeah. We, was, oh, we went over this. Uh, yeah, it, it was still in... Somewhat common use when I was even a kid, but it's just never yeah. sat right with me. Yeah, mm. it sounds weird as fuck. I'm going to lick your ass, boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, thank you. Also, I like, love the fact that the Mormons are like, the promised land in America. Also, fuck America. They're in legion with the devil. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Well, to be fair, the fucking promised land in the desert, Well, we've covered where, you know, the whole fuckery in Missouri and... and uh, where the fuck was Nauvoo? Illinois. Illinois. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you got to change your expectations every once in a while when you're getting genocided. You sure, you know, yeah. um, Utah looks nice compared to genocide, I yeah. guess. 
<laughs> put that on the fucking. I was going to say that's the new Utah travel commercial. <laughs> This place is nice compared to genocide. <laughs> I don't know. I like Moab. Yeah, Utah's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Parts. Yeah, I was going to say, that's painted with a real broad brush. Just <laughs> never forget going into Salt Lake City, like on the outskirts, and get, trying to stop and get gas. And you had a gas station, but they're fucking burning all the weeds in the ditches. Oh, yeah, you're so talking about So there's just like again. raging fucking fire next brush to the gas, next sta- to the gas yeah, station. Yeah, just nobody, no fire truck, no suppression equipment, just. Raging ass fire, like this seems safe. Mm-hmm. It's best just to let it finish. Yeah. Uh, Granville believed the Mormons would arrest others as spies and kill them, which they did arrest people, but they didn't really kill uh, aside from oh, Meadows. They just had the whittling, whistling brigade oh, fucking follow baby. you. So now they're kind of panicked. President James Buchanan sent 2,500 men. That's a one-sixth of the entire army to end the quote-unquote rebellion. But they wouldn't arrive until next spring of 1858. And I'm sure they were all thrilled to arrive in Utah. Mm-hmm. So they're laid up in uh, in that area like there. Jackson Hole or something? Well, uh, Jacob Meek gave them the advice of heading into the Beaverhead Valley, 200 miles north in Montana, which had good weather, game, and friendly Indians. I've been there. Uh, the men needed supplies for their journey, so they went to Malad City, which is 40 miles down creek. Uh, the Mormons still sold them goods, but at midnight, so they did it sneakily, so they wouldn't uh, get arrested. <laughs> I'm going to sell you some cornmeal, but you can't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, they reached Monida Pass, October 10th, and then into Montana. Uh, that's at the Continental Divide, if you don't know where that is. They didn't know it at the time, but that place would become uh, their home one day. Just because? Just because. Uh, they wintered over at the present-day town of Dillon. Oh, yeah. That's right down by fucking Virginia City, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still quite a ways, but it's near. A little, a little more west-ish, isn't it? Well, and it's also damn near in fucking uh, Idaho. It's like way south. Uh, they took Indian women as spouses, and they learned the Shoshone language. <laughs> took Indian women as spouses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He started collecting words in Nez Perce and Flathead, too. Ooh, collecting words. Short time later, Granville started to learn French and the Indian Sign Language. So that's he's a probably, smart guy. It's probably the most important one, because I think that's mostly what the tribes did. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, you know. Well, well that's like, it's kind of the language that, like, Connected all the tribes, right? Right. It's yeah. a trade language. Trade and, language. Well, yeah. and the other thing is, you don't have to ride up to some asshole a mile away. Well, miles a little far, but you know, you can be at a distance and be doing this, yeah, and not making a bunch of fucking noise. Yeah, and, yeah, totally. And you know, so they spend their winter there. In late March, they head back out south. They encountered a blizzard and snow about six foot deep, so hey, they had to wait ten more weeks before the pass was we open. We found a blizzard. Picturing like the Dairy Queen. Oh, know, totally, yeah. Countered the blizzard. Flip it upside down. Oh, right, fucking a Tur- right. turtle. That's the best kind. Mm. Oh no, Butterfinger. Fuck off, Butterfinger that, all the way. That's some pedestrian bush league bullshit. What? Find turtles not? Turtles fucking. Chocolate turtles been around for fucking ever. Yeah, but you can't find Butterfinger's the fucking you new find, shit, old man. I can find a Butterfinger under a fucking rock. You, you gotta now. you gotta find the right gas station to have turtles in it. 
They're not even made of real turtles. I know. That's what I'm saying. Fucking bullshit advertising. They probably were in 1870. (laughs) (laughs) It's just ground turtle meat, chocolate, and fucking caramel. Snapping turtle chunks covered in pine tar. (laughs) What more do you want? They even had mock turtle soup. Yeah, I know. They liked it so much that when they ran out of turtles, they still had it. Have you ever looked at or read a turtle soup recipe? No. It's like a kind of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre of recipes. And the product is a swampy-tasting bullshit soup, apparently. But apparently, some places they still have canned turtle soup. Oh, God. Jesus yeah. Christ. I don't know. One of these days, I'm going to have to try it. Yeah, I got, me I'm, too. I've got a few recipes yeah. for it. But uh, you know, luckily, here in Western Washington, we don't have a lot of turtles at all, much less snapping turtle, which is what you're supposed to use. Yeah. So I'll wait until I can get some fresh snapping turtle to... <laughs> Boil all the skin off that foul-smelling well, fucking just stick your dinosaur arm in the creek and well, yeah, latch on. Yeah, yeah well, we, then then you can be like, oh, I had to kill it in self-defense. Well, it bit me. Last time I was home, I saw you know one about the size of a garbage can lid, like in the pond, but you know, didn't have a rifle or anything. So, hmm. I'm sure you could just make it a pet. God, they smell so bad. And he's big book of facts from 1911. Vaccination. Vaccination as a preventative of smallpox was discovered by Dr. Edward Jenner, an English physician. His attention was directed to the subject upon casually hearing that persons engaged in milking cows frequently had the cowpox, a mild disorder of the eruptive kind, appearing on the udder of the animal and communicated in similar form to the hands, and that the belief was common among the agricultural classes that whoever had taken the disease was secure against the infection of smallpox. After frequent experiments, he has ascertained that only one form of the eruption on the cow's udder possessed this property, a number of these experiments being made upon his son, a boy six years old. He labored against the opposition for many years before the value of his discovery was acknowledged by the medical profession. There are several places in the United States where a business is made of supplying the market with vaccine points, small quills with the coating of the cow virus on the ends. The name is derived from vaca, meaning cow. What the fuck? Anyway, they're going to Fort Bridger in southwest Wyoming. Uh, A couple of difficult river crossings. Later, they made it, but the road was empty because they found out all the saints emptied their lands and fled north. All the Latter-day Saints. Oh, okay, gotcha. I knew what he was saying. But the Mormon militia had already torched Fort Bridger. That's the things that you get if you show the Mormons the way to Salt Lake City. If you're Jim Bridger, you get your fort torched later. Well, wasn't it the thing where they were just trying to burn shit because they didn't want the army to be able to occupy mm-hmm. it? They were, like, ready to burn Salt Lake. And- yep, but Brigham Young steps down as governor and recognized the new employee. So the military was there as an occupying force, not a battling one. Then the Mormons returned to their homes. And there was much, much rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spend two weeks at the site of Fort Bridger, and then they hear about the Mountain Meadows attack the year before. Did you just turn Australian for a second? At the soy? Soy? Yeah. Soy? Soy fat bridge. I can't even. Fat bridge. I can't even fake an Australian accent. I'm trying to think about it too hard. Yeah. I need to drink a force. It always turns into Sea of the African? Yeah, yeah. Shrimp on the barbie. 
Is that good? Don't do that when I'm drinking water, you Yeah, sure, kid. There you go. And your wallet. Nick, give him your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. Nice. That's a nice. Uh, so they're glad they spent the winter in Montana after the Mountain Meadows massacre there. Oh, well, well, yeah. Reese and another man named Ross decided to go to the Bitterroot Valley in Montana. Of course, Reese and Ross. Ross. Of course. Chicken and biscuits. Uh, the Stewart brothers would stay on the Green River on the Oregon Trail there and buy foot sore cattle and oxen. Foot sore? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that like, like a brand of cattle? No, it's like worn out, shitty cattle. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So and they, there they would practice their strangling. Mm-hmm. They let them graze a few months and then sell them at a profit. Yep. That's, then they went back to the Beaverhead Valley. That's how you do cattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would buy low and sell high. Well, yeah. Welcome to the cattle you, podcast. You get, you get a skinny cattle and then you <laughs> make, skinny cattle. make it into a fat cattle. <laughs> And you slaughter them beeves. You slaughter them beeves. <laughs> you always correct. be slaughtering them beeves. Also, the uh, Beaverhead Valley sounds like a like the a competing saloon to the Bull's Head Saloon. So it's just got a beaver with a giant cock. <laughs> it has in there. I, like I said, I drove through there and like uh, I don't know. I didn't really stop for long, but they had an inordinate amount of like metal sculptures in like the yard of this place and like a bunch of like. Here is Kirk Hammett. Here is Kerry King. <laughs> no, it's more like here's a shitty Velociraptor. Here's a weird robot. Here's Predator. Cool. Yeah, sounds I, awesome. I have pictures of it somewhere, not on my phone anymore. Otherwise, I'd be showing you, but I'll find them. But that's right. in the Beaverhead Valley. Well, the Beaverheads uh, became uh, too fucking hostile. The hosta Indian hostile. So they went north to the Deer Lodge Valley. Yay, Deer Lodge. Well, that's way the fuck north. Mm -hmm. Like, way the fuck north. Deer Lodge got its name from a geothermal spring that created a cone-shaped mound nearly 40 foot high. And deer like to hang around there. Really? I guess so. That I didn't know. That I didn't know. And now it has the weird prison museum and not much else. (laughs) Having been there some years before, they did a little prospecting and found a little bit of gold. Some of the first in the whole country. There. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn it. Wow, that's also like right right close to uh, headwaters of the Missouri. Yep. Actually, too. Uh, fall of 1860, the Stewart brothers and Reese build a corral and cabin near Hellgate River. Oh, mm. that's by Missoula, because I think. Well, I'm sure it's a lovely place. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure it flows into there. Hell, Hellgate was named because, like, uh, when the French came down, like, uh, like one group of Indians had massacred another group, and just a bunch of skulls and bones in this uh, little. Got it. Okay. But it like looks like the opening to Terminator. Well, just like, like last time it was in Missoula, you know, the the I ninety goes through kind of the Hellgate kind of pass, and there was so much smoke, and it lived up to its name. It was cool. like, I mean, ominous, bummer, and fucked but, up, yeah. yeah. The cabin stood on the newly completed Mullen Road, or oh, Mulan. Yeah, Mullen. Uh, they get that Szechuan sauce. Yep. Uh, that was a military road from Fort Walla Walla to Fort Benton. 
1861, a steamer exploded on the way to Fort Benton, which contained the tools that they needed for mining. Oh, Oops. no. Oops. March 25th, 1861, Reese Anderson decides to go back east to visit family in Illinois. But then, April 12th, 1861, Confederate forces fired on uh, Fort Sumner in yeah. Charleston Harbor. Uh, Starting the Revolutionary War, right? Yep. This is the War of 1812 do, and 1869. Do I need to, like, roll up a newspaper to whack you with? Or? I know it was the Civil War. I hope everybody could hear the look I was giving Tony oh, after you said that. <laughs> but uh, and then Reese goes back. Uh, he says he plans on joining, but then t- a year later he's end- ended up back in Montana. So apparently he never formally joined. He just said he would just get, get caught up in that. Oh, war fever. He's a pussy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brothers didn't go back until the war ended. Seems like Montana was much better suited them to oh, so them like, than getting shot at. Much like Dick Cheney, they had other priorities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they didn't indicate which side they're on, but being Democrats, they probably have sympathized with the South's state rights. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1861, several friends moved nearby, including John Powell, Fred Burr, Jim Meinsinger, and Tom Adams. Uh, they named it American Fork, and then turned to Gold Creek, about 20 miles to the southeast. Then Deer Lodge began to spring up as a town. Yep, and it began to and never quite did. <laughs> uh, they welcomed native visitors, though, there, invited band leaders to dine with them. Always had a few trade goods for the natives to purchase. But, of course, they'd always lose a few horses here and there to raiders. I mean, that's just par for the course. That's It's, uh, like, it's like your woodhawks going missing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just, just going to happen. One time, Granville went out to gather his horses to find them all gone. And hanging on a tree were some moccasins kind of left there as a joke, saying, you're going to need these more than I do now. Oh. <laughs> that's fucking baller. Sick burn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Granville married Susan Michelle, a Nez Perce slash French Canadian. Never trust a person with two first names. Nope. Uh, but it didn't last. See, uh, Granville you. blamed her brothers and father for breaking it up. Well, didn't he already have, quote unquote, native brides? Yep. Some, okay. I guess we just kind of forgot about those. <sighs> there's, uh, a lot of, there's a lot of fucking ugly sighing happening in this one. Yeah. But before she could move her stuff out, Granville had found another wife. Oh, good. <laughs> James also took a wife, a Shoshone woman he rescued from Flatheads. Uh, he had to pay three blankets, though, but that one only lasted a year. At least uh, James did, but Granville uh, has a long marriage to, to a native woman. Okay. Over 24 and her, weeks. Her, mm-hmm. na- her name is? Uh, we're getting there. I forgot. Okay. Uh, uh, Bonnie. Just Bonnie? Ah, Bonnie. Ah, Bonnie. Tukana. Tukanka. Ah, Bonnie Tukanka. They stayed married for 26 years. Holy shit. Mm. She might have been uh, 15 at marriage or as young as 12. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, man. That's where... Fucking bury the lead. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I was waiting for it. I knew something Uh, bad. That's the only reason he stayed married to her for 26 (sighs) years. 
Because when they split up or she died or whatever, she was like 28. Yeah, and he was <laughs> 60. God damn it. Fuck. But uh, she spoke Shoshone in English. That's how he got the dictionary going, I guess. Oh, I get it. He wrote the fucking dictionary, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aha, got yeah, it. Yeah. Yep. His property wrote it. <laughs> fucking bastards. So they get to mining in the spring of 1862. They had to go to Walla Walla for Tools, though, which Ooh. was 425 miles away. So nice. They named it twice. Mm-hmm. That summer, the brothers earned more than $1,000 in gold nuggets. Ooh, how fancy of them. Mm-hmm. Brother James didn't spend too much time mining, though. He opened a grocery store slash bar. Yeah, that's how you actually get rich mining, is you mine, mine the, the miners. Mm-hmm. I do like the grocery store slash bar, though. That's fucking... Hey, you're going to be here anyways. Might as well buy around. Mm-hmm. Well, like we live in a city also that uh, got pretty prosperous of mining them uh, miners going to Alaska. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, James was also elected sheriff of Missoula, and Granville was elected to county commissioner. Ooh. Uh, another big strike occurred in the new town of Bannock, and then the town they were at, Gold Creek, that population fell to 18. 18? Mm-hmm. <laughs> James has just arranged for construction of a new saloon when that happened. Oh, well, fucking, you win some, you lose some. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reese Anderson returned, and he and Granville opened a gunsmith slash blacksmith operation. They did better than James's grocery store. Guns, germs, and steel. (laughs) Oh, it's time for a new one, I think. Uh, Yep. Uh, James moved his grocery store to Bannock. Granville went with, leaving Reese to the blacksmithing in Gold Creek. I'm just picturing these things you're talking about, such as grocery store in Bannock. Where the fuck are your supplies coming from? I've, Good I've question. been around Bannock. It's not like somebody's growing cabbage and shit down there. Like, Well, all the stuff could go as far as steamship up to Fort Bend. I'm just saying that grocery store was like, pretty much should have just been called the hardtack and beef jerky store cause, and maybe coffee. And bullets, because mm-hmm. that's pretty much yeah. half a deer hanging in right. the corner. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say, he's probably out hunting on the weekends and just selling whatever the fuck he finds. Yeah, and- but so is everybody else. So it's got to right. be pretty, like, depleted, you know. I- I'm just saying grocery store, <laughs> quotation selling, marks. Yeah. Selling fucking uh, dried gophers. Just and fucking laudanum. Dandelions. La- laudanum bullets <laughs> and fucking beef jerky. What else do you need? I mean, true, but. Uh, so they're mining the miners there, but James leaves April 9th to go to the Yellowstone to look for gold there. All he found was these damn dirty geysers. Mm-hmm. That lasted more than three months and 1,600 miles. Granville departed two weeks later after selling uh, all that he and his brother owned, except for two lots and two houses. That was too much uh, drunken gunplay in Bannock for Granville, who almost got shot by a bystander in a shootout. Damn it. Uh, two other Bannock residents were shot and robbed during the winter of 62-63. So Granville was careful going back to Deer Lodge. He rode out early in the morning. Uh, he had not gotten far before he realized he was being followed. So he pretended to fix his saddle. And shot the shit out of whoever was following him. Almost. Got off his horse and waited for them to pass. It was Charlie Reeves and Whiskey Bill Graves. Oh, I've heard of... At least one of those. They said they were also going to Deer Lodge. Then another rider rode up. It was Boone Helm. It was Edwin Ruthven Purple. What? Oh. <laughs> Edwin Ruth Ruthven Purple. Ruthven Purple. Last name Purple? Yep. He ran the dry goods store in yeah, Bannock. What's that look for? What's weird about that? <laughs> 
Was he one of the fucking dudes from uh, Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> Why do I got to be Mr. Purple? <laughs> fucking Barney the Dinosaur looking ass. So Mr. And shit. Mr. Purple and Granville stay together because they're fine upstanding <laughs> citizens and these other two guys, Whiskey Bill is not not a fine upstanding citizen. Uh, he sounds like a great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they keep those guys up in front, but they keep trying to get behind Granville. So every time they stopped, so did Granville. Finally, the would-be robbers gave up and spurred their horses to Deer Lodge. So they could wait to rob him when he gets to Deer Lodge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they beat him in town by an hour. Oh, this is the other one from uh, the uh, Plumber episode. Charlie Reeves, who was married to a Bannock woman for a week, but she couldn't <laughs> take the beating, so she went home. So Reeves returned yep. drunk and shot into the teepee and wounded one. Then he goes back into town, got even more drunk, and came back. Oh, yeah. This is the one you're saying, hey, guys, let's go kill all these. Oh, yeah. This is from like episode number five or six or something. Well, the Henry Plummer one. The Henry Plummer one. Yeah, okay. Holy shit. It's been a minute. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, they. I I had almost completely forgotten the atrocities. Yeah. Uh, He comes back and kills three, which was a baby, a disabled adult, and an elder. But he came back and said he killed seven warriors. Mm-hmm. But uh, later, Charlie Reeves was tried for the murders and exiled out of Bannock. But in a few weeks, he returns. Because... <laughs> Just can't get it to stick, man. Well, there's seven people there, and right. they're eating soap at the grocery store. So. <laughs> so Granville goes back to blacksmithing. James is still prospecting in the Yellowstone. Picturing, like, just feverishly making piles and piles of horseshoes that he sells to no one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One night, uh, James's party is attacked by Crow, uh, leaving two men with serious injuries. Uh, James and his party leave the two injured men pistols. As they rode away, they heard him commit suicide. Oh, that's how you do that, I guess. Uh, Later, a man accidentally shot himself in the chest. And then he goes out the same way, too. Wait. How the fuck do you accidentally shoot yourself in the chest? Well, I mean... Unless you got, like, a shoulder holster that you're, like, pulling it out and (sighs) oopsie-doozle. That could be also, you got, like, a rifle and you're, like, using it to lean on, as they do in some of these old-timey photos. And, uh... (laughs) I mean... Okay, yeah, maybe... (laughs) God damn it. If you look at pictures of Old West, there's also not a lot of trigger discipline happening. And, you yeah. Know. Nope. Uh, Granville called the crow, quote, the most treacherous and insolent of all the native tribes. Ooh. So now he hates the crow, but Them's fighting he likes words. the Shoshone, though. Everybody seemed to more or less like the Shoshone. Mm-hmm. Until they didn't. <laughs> Till the Bear River Massacre. Right. Yeah. Summer 1863, Virginia City boomed. Next year, it had 10,000 people. They opened a new smithy shop there. Uh, After they got there, D.H. Dillingham, a deputy sheriff, was shot in broad daylight on the streets of Virginia City. He made the mistake of linking names to the organized band of thieves. Oh, shit, he doxed somebody? Well, he doxed. The, the Innocents. Sure, sure. Yep. Oh, yeah, The Innocents, the worst fucking name for a gang of all time. <laughs> another of whom was another deputy sheriff, Buck Stinson, who he named, and two other men were getting even for the slander. It's like, how dare you call me a criminal? I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut your head off and <laughs> yeah. scrape your body and steal all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> two were convicted, but they were let off after some confusion. Uh, yeah. 
So Henry Plummer, so we'll go back over this a little bit, was the sheriff of Virginia City in Bannock. That's right, the criminal sheriff. He was elected just a Allegedly. few months after killing Jack Cleveland in a barroom brawl. So that's always a good campaigning platform if yeah. you're a murderer. <laughs> Granville met Plummer and Charlie Reeves in 1862. He made a good impression. They were both Democrats. But by the time Plummer became a sheriff... James was on his prospecting expedition. Granville was back in Gold Creek. So he, they kind of missed most of the stuff there. Somewhere around there was Boone Helm sort of eating chunks of people. In the woods, just outside of the town. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Granville went back to Virginia City to collect on debts. Uh, and then everybody put him off. He thought of asking Plummer for help in exchange for a percentage. But in the end, he didn't. Exactly how many people were murdered in Montana is always debated. The newspaper of the day said 102 might have been as low as eight. <laughs> sure. Yep. <laughs> Sounds right. December 1863, they hung some of the robbers in Virginia City, including George Ives. But the Stewart brothers didn't seem to have played a role in the vigilanteism. Club Fort George, Clubfoot George. Which is... Yep. Yep. You, yep. Were, you remember. Yeah. I put it... Uh, one of the first posts on Instagram for us was this episode i believe mm-hmm. uh he rented space in Stewart's store uh he used this space to see who was traveling through and passed on this info to henry Plummer. he's like just crouching in the corner of the store I was gonna, like, yeah with, like, uh, I, whether a telescope or i what? think he uh, was fixing shoes i didn't put that in but the clubfoot guy clubfoot fixing george shoes. is fixing shoes <laughs> Every time he buys a pair, he sells one of them. I wish we always want what we cannot have. <laughs> <laughs> so he was using that as an excuse to pass on info to Henry Plummer. It's like putting notes in shoes and handing them off. Yeah, Willie the one-eyed optometrist. Like, like fortune cookie style, just reach into the toe of a shoe, whatever. <laughs> so Clubfoot George rides to warn Plummer that uh, Ives, the guy they hung, was captured. Ives gave up the name of Alec Carter, which led them to a man named Red, who implicated Plummer, too. Uh, they hung Red later, who happened to turn out to be that classmate of Granville's. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until January 9th when they decided to hang Plummer and his deputies. January 14th was the hanging of five men in Virginia City, including Clubfoot George, who was caught from Stewart's store. And, of course, what, he, what did he say? Oh, uh... What did Boone Helm say? Hurrah uh, for Jeff Davis. Yeah, hurrah for Jeff Davis. Uh, Let her rip. Well, yeah. Well, at first, like, I also love, you know, they had that uh, Gallagher cat and, uh, yeah, Three-Finger Jack. Oh, yeah. And so when, like, they hanged Gallagher first, so Helm was like, kick away, old fella. My turn next. I'll be in hell with you in a minute. And then, yeah, his last thing is... Every man for his principles. Hurrah for Jeff Davis. Let her rip. Gross. And then jumped off the box himself. Cause oh, that's right. It, that, yeah. This is not the neck-breaking kind of hanging. Yeah, this is the this watch is, you fucking strangle and to death. Pee, pee yourself and turn yeah. purple. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy, that fucking Kentucky cannibal. Anyway, later Whiskey Bill was lynched, and they hung 23 in all there. And or possibly seven. Or seven. Uh, Granville also runs into Captain Jack Slade, who shot one of his employees for talking back to him. Uh, They met at Fort Bridger five years earlier. 
1864, Granville noted in his diary, Slade in fair weather on a drunk day today. What? On a drunk today. Oh, oh. I, was so gonna, was, I was like, what's a, on a drunk day? Like, fair, fair weather is another guy. He is one oh. that discovers a gold in Alder Gulch. Slade once pulled his derringer on the judge, Alexander Davis, and claimed him as a hostage. Tell a bystander pulled two pistols on Slade, and Slade apologized. Aha! <laughs> then he pulled three. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> then he pulled three and pistols. Then, and then Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd ensues. And <laughs> the fucking mask shows up. And yeah. But an angry mob of a hundred or so show up. Or possibly seven. They throw a rope over the crossbeam, and they hung Slade. So that's what you get for... Uh, Pulling a danger. At a yeah, and discovering the... Gold. Gold. So mob mentality was kind of strong in Montana. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, they hang James Brady in Nevada City for the murder of an Irish miner, but the miner quickly recovered. From the hanging? <laughs> from the murder. From oh, the murder. from the murder. From, oh, the, un- from the unspecified Christ. murder. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> God damn it. I've been murdered, murdered but I've got better. Fucking... <laughs> So James goes back to the Yellowstone again, to the Bighorn-Yellowstone Junction. But this expedition, too, was a failure. Uh, One man was shot by the crows again. Uh, May 1864, Montana becomes a territory. James went back and helped plat the new town of Deer Lodge City. God damn it. Well, why did he go back to Deer Lodge? And set up a dry goods slash grocery store slash bar slash... Which is probably still there, but it's the one that has the Piccadilly pizza in it. Probably. And... It's a shell station now, but sure. July 14th, 1864, another big strike was hit 55 miles northeast of Deer Lodge, and that becomes Helena. Oh, I thought it was going to be Anaconda, but you said northeast, yeah. Yeah. But this time, the brothers didn't jump ship and go to the newest strike, Granville State in Virginia uh, City. Because they've already pretty much ridden horse for like 85 billion miles in the last mm-hmm. decade. Uh, the Stewart brothers didn't attend a church, but they did become Masons. Uh, James represents Deer Lodge in the Montana House of Representatives in Bannock. House of Representing, get it right. Mm-hmm. They only had three precincts in the whole territory, though. <laughs> Granville was elected to city council and the Board of Education at Deer Lodge. They had a Board of Education back then? Uh, the town's school-age population was 46 boys and 34 <laughs> girls. Well, and he had the largest collection of books in the whole state, right. so mm-hmm. their territory. All, all seven of them. All seven yeah. books. Granville helped set up the first county hospital. Granville was also elected to the board of the territorial prison. First county hospital, which was also a barbershop. No, it was a tent that just had a saw in it. <laughs> and a bottle and of whiskey. Bottle yeah. Whiskey. <laughs> yeah, to replace a bottle of whiskey every day. Uh, that was on the south side of Deer Lodge. Granville also wrote the first book on Montana, describing roads and gold strikes. Montana and you, a user's guide. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Uh, book sales were disappointing, though, because you <laughs> knew how to read. <laughs> also, a warehouse fire destroyed many of the volumes. Oh, man. Uh, P.T. Barnum did read it and wrote him asking about the Flathead Indians. Can I get some for my museum in exactly. New York? Put but with my beluga whales in the basement? Granville responded that the Flatheads didn't have Flatheads anymore, and Barnum couldn't get his attractions. So. Oh. Had to go to the coast to find the flatheads. Poor little exploitative guy. Mm-hmm. Age 31, Granville finally goes home to Iowa. 
Uh, he stayed there a month and went back on a steamship up the Missouri to Fort Benton. Because, like, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drew the scenery and kept a journal, which the Montana Post published. Ooh. James got into trying to mine silver, but that failed being too expensive to mine. James had to file bankruptcy after loaning some money to a friend who took off. Uh, the winter of 1870, James moved to the Upper Milk River, northern Montana. Ooh. He traded buffalo robes with the gross ventures, Assiniboines and Crows, even though he didn't like them for shooting his friends. Uh, James passed on some of his property to Granville when he moved. Uh, 1870, there was a census. 20,000 people lived in Montana. 81% male, 89% white. Do you think that's changed much? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just found a, a list of uh, books written by Granville Stewart, uh, and I'm pretty sure the Montana one that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, did did you get did you figure out what the what the title of that book was? No. <laughs> Montana as it is, being a general description of its resources, both mineral and agricultural, including complete description of the face of the country, its climate, far western frontier service. That's yeah. about right. That, that's, that's the whole def- book. That's definitely an 1800s book title. <laughs> but like, I like my condensed thing, Montana and you. Yeah, it's exactly that, what it yeah. means. But yeah, a user's guide to exploiting the natural resources of the Big Sky Country. So 1870, Granville was 36. James is 38. Granville had four young children, labeled as half Indian. Uh, of the 20,000 people in Montana, that didn't include the natives, which numbered I, I, almost as much. I was going to say, your census had to be bullshit, because I'm pretty sure nobody went and did a census amongst the natives. I mean, natives. We, we've covered this six ways from Sunday, but like yeah. even, even people that like were professional murderers of other people yeah, didn't, I don't, I didn't don't count, count non-whites. God damn it. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Uh, one night, James found a herd of 10,000 buffalo, but they were getting scarce at the time, aside from the 10,000 that he saw. Or seven. Uh, the Indian agent was gone most of the time, so the running of Fort Browning often fell to James, which would be present-day Browning. Browning up by Glacier, <laughs> just there several months, like July, and then I didn't know you needed reservations to get into fucking Glacier, so... God that was a long drive. Bogus. Uh, the Lakota were interloping that far north for ration disbursement. Damn. Driving off other tribes. Granville wanted Deer Lodge to become territorial capital. <laughs> but you got to remember, Virginia City was the capital then. Yeah. Uh, he was hoping the railroad would pass through there. Uh, at one point, Granville got to share a room in Virginia City with Seth Bullock. Yeah, it'd also be super easy to, like, you know, Virginia City, there's... A degree of elevation happening there, mm-hmm. like super easy to build a railroad to there, and it's also way down in the fucking corner. Yeah, just a okay, good, good for thought and planning. <laughs> Granville got the legislature to move to Deer Lodge, but that had to pen to vote in August 1872. Uh, two fellow Democrats threatened him while they were drunk. They had a derringer in their pockets. The next day, Granville came looking for them, but they left town. Well, they once they got sober, it was like, well, mm-hmm. we'll just have a Derringer. The two fellow Democrats later apologized publicly. Uh, his brother James siphoned money off the Indian annuities to help Republicans get elected so he could keep his job at Fort Browning. Mm. Siding with the Republicans just to keep your job. Wow. Uh, a few weeks later, Deer Lodge caught fire. But it, they contained it to only one city block, which saved half the town. It is only 
Like two city <laughs> blocks. Two city blocks, yeah. yeah. So. The town then got drunk to celebrate containing the fire. And then started another fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deer Lodge lost to Virginia City for the capital in the vote, though, in August. <laughs> After half the fucking town well, burnt down. Well, my thing is, I love that these were, like, contenders, because, like, yeah, Deer Lodge is just a very small town along I-90 corridor now, and Virginia City is basically would be a ghost town, except for it's a tourist attraction. But these were contenders. Well, Helena's not that big either. So. Uh, you know what? That's the one place in Montana I've never actually been. Oh. Ooh. Uh, as of the 2010 census, Deer Lodge has over 3,000 people. Yeah. Wow. 3,111. I thought my hometown was fucking small. Holy shit. You've driven through it. Yeah, I guess. Just probably didn't notice because it. it has 3,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the halfway point. That's about the only thing. Uh, yeah, more it. or less. Yeah, it's just a little ways outside of Bozeman. Mm-hmm. The railroad gets shut down by Lakota attacks, which we've covered before, even though only a few soldiers had died. So Yeah, but you got to have Woodhawks to get railroad ties, so you know how that works. Granville also works to keep the Chinese from owning mines. Because, of course. God. They actually made up 18% of the population in Deer Lodge County. Oh, or seven. Yep. Consider them a, quote, a curse to the country. Uh, he thought the same of uh, blacks, though the census only listed 15 colored residents in the county. They said a lot of sighing. Mm. Yeah. James was at Fort Peck when he came down with stomach problems. He had liver disease, and he passed away after a 12-day ordeal. Holy shit. That's some quick appetite. Fast acting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. 1873, the economy also collapsed with Jay Cook, the financier of the Northern Pacific Railroad, could no longer meet his obligations. Granville quit all of his offices. He also took in two of James's children. Uh, Granville loved guns. Okay. <laughs> he sent away for a Sharps rifle uh, and a Winchester repeater. Yeah, I got one of them. Uh, he also won a shooting competition. Okay. Mm-hmm. He also loved books, classic and popular science. Yeah, we've covered that, all seven of them. Mm-hmm. And the New York Herald. Got that. I, I'm sure that came right week, away. Week, week old. Like. <laughs> you said popular science? Mm-hmm. Like, like not the magazine popular science? but The like, magazine, yeah. How the f- What? <laughs> <laughs> we got him. Uh, Granville and James were instrumental in setting up the Montana Historical Society. It's fun to set up that shit when you're making up history about yourself. Mm-hmm. 1876, Granville moved away from Deer Lodge to Helena and became a bookkeeper at the First National Bank, owned by his former partner, Sam Hauser. He moved his family, now with nine children under the age of 14. Holy fuck. May of 1872? Yep. Jesus Christ. Have you, have you never seen the old popular science? I mean, I've seen them from like the 30s We're going and 20s to the moon in a Zeppelin. What the <laughs> fuck? All right. Yeah. Popular science was founded in May of 1872 by Edward L. Yeomans. Oh, yeah. As Popular Science Monthly. Well, I know what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the day. Yeah. Look up some of the old illustrations from like their future time. Whoa. What the fuck? This is some like H.G. Wells shit. Yeah. Because it literally is like. Wow, it's like a giant Zeppelin, like the size of a fucking town with like a bunch of different little cars. Did I fucking it? stutter when I said we're going to the moon in a fucking Zeppelin? <laughs> oh, fucking awesome, dude. Well, thank you for that. This That made this whole episode worth it. 
Oh, the atrocities wasn't enough for you. <laughs> Here come cars without wheels. Popular yep. science. <laughs> so Granville wins a seat in the Montana House of Representatives in 1878, which probably had five people by that time. Uh, he also corresponds with notable atheists back east. And he spoke out in the House against blue laws and got them voted down. Do you know what a blue law is? Yeah, it's a law that is on the books technically, but nobody fucking follows it. But they can still prosecute you for it if they want to? Well, it's closing uh, down businesses on Sunday. Oh. That's what they're... Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I thought... I know there's like weird laws they call blue laws that are like... Uh, oh, yeah. Like no, no serving liquor on Sundays. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Hauser and Granville enter into open range cattle business in the late summer 1879. Like, I know this guy is a cattle baron. He just is oh. becoming a cattle baron. Oh, shit. So, we're probably going to have to taper this one off and uh, make it a two-parter. Cool. Yeah. Sorry it was kind of boring, but it's getting into the pioneer stuff in I Montana. Don't know, there's I mean, if you like a lot pioneer of, stuff in Montana, uh, it's one to listen to. There's a lot of racism and murder thus far yeah but Racism we're, we're not even there yet awesome so yeah cool well let's fucking karate chop this shit off and go out in a hail of gunfire 